You've heard in the Word of God, I love you, and I do. My love for you is greater than you'll even know this side of heaven, but it's still true. There's not a thing I won't do for you, and I'm always listening to you. But you need to understand that in many areas I'm waiting on you. You're not waiting on me. You're not motivating me. You're not trying to talk me into answering you. I'm trying to talk you into following me. So from this forward, day forward, I want you to believe that my love for you is great and unconditional. Draw near me. Spend time with me. Seek my face. And I'll lead you and guide you in the paths of righteousness. And a lot of the situations you're going through right now will disappear like fog on a warm day. They'll just disappear. Because the answer is not in the natural. It's in the spirit. There we pulled it. I love walking with you. I love talking to you. I love being with you. I pray that you love walking and talking and being with me also. I watch you at night in your bed thinking about the things you go through. I listen to your conversations and I, my heart goes out to you. But turn your face to me and draw near and I'll always, always help you and I will always, always show you what to do. Let's give him glory. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you, Heavenly Father. There's somebody over here you're, you're dealing with. I think it's your back. Your back. Who are you? Is that you? Reach over there and put your hand on it. We take authority over that pain in Karen's back. Now, in Jesus' name, we forbid you to stay. I plead the blood over Karen. And we take authority over all the work of the enemy in Jesus' name. We also have someone in here who's afraid of getting COVID. I don't know whether you're afraid of dying, but you're afraid of it. Um, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because that wouldn't be right, but I'm going to say this right now. I rebuke fear off of you. You will not get it. You will not die. And you will be fine. I don't know who you are. Say, I'm blessed. Say, God is on my side. Say, my best days are ahead of me. All God has for you is good. That's all he has for you. He don't have a bad day for you. 
If you have a bad day, well, then quit doing it your way. <laughs> Start doing it his way. Amen. Are you all ready? All right. My title this morning is called We Are Not Alone. Now, I know that when I say that, you will immediately think of UFOs. You watch Facebook and they've always got some, some light in the sky to prove that some alien is watching us. I got news for you. Aliens have been watching us since Adam. They're called angels, you know. They're, anyway, it wouldn't matter if they were out there anyway. It don't matter. The, the greater ones living on the inside of us. God is for us. Who could be against us? It wouldn't matter to me. It hadn't bothered you now. But isn't it funny? Everybody's always trying to find Sasquatch and worry about what's going on in outer space. I haven't conquered here, much less there. Now, I don't think Elon Musk is a pretty smart guy, but I don't think I'd worry about Mars until we got the earth in a little better shape. Thank you all for y'all's enthusiasm. I'm going back to the first service. So we are not alone, but I'm not talking about aliens. I'm going to talk about the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about God, the Holy Ghost. Very often when we talk about God, we think of God as being the guy in heaven, God. We we pray that way. And and the further you are from God, the louder you pray because you think he can't hear you. Help me. So, but God is not just up there. He's inside you. And I want to bring our attention to that this morning and talk about God inside us. So I'm going to read to you what Jesus said about it. So John 14, we'll start with verse 15. Um, I think I'm in John 14. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper like me, and he'll abide with you forever. The Holy Ghost is with us forever. You don't lose him because you go to heaven. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. World doesn't know truth. Don't ask them. They don't have any. Especially Washington. CNN. I think they're gone, right? I'm not sure. The rest of them can die too. I mean, not the people. I don't know. Maybe a few people, but. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. Up until this, no one had God the Holy Ghost in them except Jesus. No one. So people had the Holy Ghost David had the Holy Spirit come on him. Samson had the Holy Spirit come on him. We have the Holy Ghost that came inside. Now, Jesus is fixing to make, he's going to make a big deal out of this. There's coming a day when the same guy that made the universe, the stars, the moons, the animals, that went into hell and got me out is going to move inside you. That's huge. 
And Jesus was very excited about this. And he said, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I will not leave you alone. Now, let me explain to you why I think this is important. As a Christian, I've had times when I was, I didn't know what to do. A lot of times I didn't know what to do. And I would go to someone for help. Now, it isn't that the people that I would go to were ignorant or they didn't love me. But, you know, in my life, my problems are usually multifaceted. So much, I don't even know what's wrong. So how can I tell you what's wrong and then ask you to help me with what's wrong when I don't even know what's wrong? So a lot of the information I'm getting from people as sincere as they are, is extremely limited. But never so with Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit speaks male, female, Spanish, black, white, Puerto Rican. Holy Spirit knows your language. The Holy Spirit knows how to talk to you. He knows everything about you, and he knows how to get the information you need to you without all the other stuff that we think you might need. So he said, I'm not leaving you alone. Even though we have people, he said, I'm sticking with you. I'm not going to leave you here to go through this life without help, and you're not alone. Now, as much as I love being around people, uh, I have found out that my greatest friend on this planet is Holy Spirit. He has never failed me. Never let me down. Never. Without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. And and again, you know, when when we start talking about um, church, now I'm going to say something about church, and I don't want you all to get little like I'm picking on anybody. I'm, I'm really not picking on anybody. But all of us have people in the denominational churches that don't believe in Holy Spirit. And if you were honest, they're dumb as rocks. I'm not saying that to be critical. They are. They know very little about God. They could know more if they wanted to know more. But without Holy Spirit... You won't know anything. You didn't, you, you didn't even learn about Jesus and get born again without him. People without Holy Spirit are just like a, a, a monkey sitting on a log eating bugs. I mean, you go, to, you go to San Francisco right now and look at all the people living in tents on the side of the road and what they need, you say they need Jesus. Yeah, but they, but they will never find Jesus if Holy Spirit doesn't come on them and show them who Jesus is. Jesus said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And it's not a one-time thing. It's a, it's a progressive. Okay. Now let's go to John 16, verse 5. Just turn the page. 16, 5. But now I'm going to go away and him, to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Jesus is leaving. Nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage. It's better that I go away because if I don't go away, the helper's not coming. And when I depart, I'm sending him to you. Say him. Holy Spirit is a person. There is two of you in there. 
Hi, y'all. See, we've been right all along. Somebody will get that. Next time, you, next time a southern boy comes up and says, how y'all doing? And you say, there's only one of me. They go, no, there's two of you. There's you, and I see God, I see Jesus, I see Holy Ghost. Hi, y'all. Never mind. You know, I believe in raising from the dead, and I believe we're going to get you raised from the dead before we get out of here today. How y'all doing? Y'all eat yet? Y'all don't tell you. <laughs> what did I say? You have no idea, do you? Just, yeah. <laughs> when I go up to Georgia and Lisa goes in the restaurant, I got to order for her and other things she says. She wants hamburger and fries. She wants a, she wants a slice of meat with the, on the garden. Never mind, y'all. I lost y'all completely. And frosted orange. That's orange juice with ice cream in it. That's it. And, sw and sweet tea. Sweet tea, baby. We ain't talking about none of that other stuff. We're talking sweet tea. It's a southern drink. All right, never mind. Holy Spirit, help me with these people right now. <laughs> Verse 8, and when he has come, he's going to convict the world of sin, not the church. Righteousness and judgment. Sin because they don't believe in me. Now, I want to tell you a story right now. When I got born again, because I was a hippie, and I only knew one scripture, John 3, 16. That's all I learned in the Baptist church, one scripture. And I had a star by my name, one star. Everybody else had a lot of stars. I had one star. But that one star got me saved. But when I got born again, I only knew one scripture. And so I, I thought I was a forgiven sinner. I thought, don't screw up or you'll go to hell. And the devil began tormenting me over what I didn't know. I didn't know what happened to me. And I went to God, what, what happened to me? God? What, I don't even know what happened to me. And I studied my Bible, and I studied salvation for over half a year. I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it. You know what I knew when I finished? Nothing. Have you ever read the Bible and went, that don't make no sense? I spent a half a year reading a book that made no sense. And one day, I got a hold of Brother Hagin's book, The Authority of the Believer, and I called a lady in Tulsa, and I said, would you pray these prayers in Ephesians over me? And she did. And in my living room, I'm sitting there reading the Bible. Now, I would pick up little things in there, but not a lot. And, I, and Holy Spirit came through the kitchen like a huge balloon and hit me. And it felt like somebody hit me with a big balloon, just boom. And it, and it didn't hurt me. It felt neat. And when he hit me, Holy Spirit said, no one goes to hell for sinning. And he took me to John 3, 16 through 20, and then into John 16 here, and he taught me what Jesus did on the cross. And I learned truth from the Holy Spirit. I learned that day, if you want to know this book, you have to know the author. And Holy Spirit wrote it. <laughs> 
And, and so, so when we talk about you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free, everything you don't know right now is harming you because you're in darkness to a degree. And to some degree, we're all sitting around. We don't know what to do about. But Holy Spirit wants you to know it. And he said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Not natural truth, Holy Ghost truth, spiritual truth. All right. Now, I'm gonna, I'm, let me make another statement here. Let me just go down this path a little bit. There's two kinds of knowledge in the earth. There's natural knowledge, and there's revelation knowledge. Natural knowledge is what you get in school. It's what you learn from your five physical senses. But if you have natural knowledge and you don't have Holy Ghost knowledge, you're still ignorant. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. Not college is the beginning of knowledge. You can have four years of college and be dumb as a rock. Now, I'm not saying you don't go to school. If you're going to be a doctor, we want you to go to school. But did you know that you can be a millionaire and not go to college? Well, they didn't tell you that, though, did they? I told them in the first service that if I wasn't doing this, have any of, now, I'm hoping that we'll have a little bigger crowd now. How many of y'all have ever been down to Celebration? Well, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, the rest of you. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Down in Kissimmee. It, what, Disney has created a town, and they built a bunch of antebellum homes and, and put restaurants in the center of it and coffee shops and fudge shops and, and theaters and a lake, and it's a beautiful place. Did you know in order to be a builder, you don't have to go to school? Did you know you can be a millionaire? And never go to college? I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm saying don't go to college and then try to figure out what you're supposed to be doing in life. Because all you did was waste your money. I mean, that's another. I've had people get mad at me for saying that. If I was going to be a businessman, I'd go get a business degree. Then I'd probably be a, learn drafting. And then I'd run around with people who are millionaires because you want to learn how to be a millionaire, a millionaire teach you how to be a millionaire. Never mind. So Holy Spirit will teach you truth. Jesus said you'll know the truth, and truth will set you free. So how are you going to get truth without Holy Spirit? And I'm not talking about natural knowledge. I'm talking about revelation knowledge because there's things you can't know without God showing you. You won't find God anywhere in the, in the earth without God. Without, Holy Spirit doesn't show you God, you'll never find God. He's not under a microscope. He's not anywhere. You can't find him. You say, well, we went out of space and see if we could find God. Well, you're not going to find anything out there but a bunch of rocks floating around. And old satellites bumping into one another out there. And some of y'all sit in the house and go, we saw a fallen star. What a fallen star, a satellite falling out of the sky. There's like thousands of them up there. It just, it's, a, it's a junkyard floating around the earth right now of metal. Boy, I shouldn't have got into all of that. I don't Let's finish reading this. Verse 12, I have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them. Three years of walking with Jesus, and he said, I'm not done with you. And you imagine eating and sleeping with Jesus every night, 365 days a year for three years, and he says, now we're just getting started. 
I had a whole lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, but you can't handle it now. Do you imagine that, that it, you'd think they know something? See, I don't care how long you've been saved, you still don't know everything. There's a lot of stuff God wants to teach you. So these guys weren't even born again. He says, I got a lot of things I want to share with you. And he has a lot of things he wants to say to you and I. Okay. We're going to to talk about how that happens. Okay. However, when he, say the person of the Holy Spirit's come, he will guide you into how much truth? All of it. He wants you. He's not hiding truth from you. He's hiding truth for you. He doesn't want the world to get it, but he does want you to get it. So truth is here for your benefit. But Holy Spirit is the teacher. Without Holy Spirit, you won't know truth. So when we have meetings in this church and we say, we're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting, it's not about running and jumping and falling. It's about you learning to yield to Him. You got the guy in you that made the universe and you don't even know what to do. But if you would learn how to yield to him and learn how to let him educate you, see, he can heal your body. He can fix your problems. He can get you out of anything you've ever got yourself into. But you're going to have to learn how to turn him loose in your life. All right, now let's, let's, uh, yeah, thank you. I am coming on. I'm going to, look at it. And he'll tell you things to come, not only in America and the world, but even your own life. He'll get you ready for what's coming your way. Let's move on. And he'll glorify me, take what's mine, and show it to you. Everything that's God's, Holy Spirit will show you. Now, that's huge. But now he's got to get that info from his head to yours. All right. Listen to this statement. Jesus never experienced defeat one time. He never lacked money, health, wisdom, knowledge, resources, guidance, protection. Jesus never lacked anything. Wait a minute, is that God's design for you? It is. God doesn't want you lacking anything, but Jesus left his deity behind. The Bible says, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He had so much health, he could give it away. He, had, he was not poor baby Jesus. I don't care what they told you in Sunday school and on the flannel graph. A baby with gold is not poor. A, ba- a man that has a, has a, uh, 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 an uh, uh, what's the guy that takes care of your mother? Treasure. Folks, if you don't, if you, only rich people have treasurers. If you have a treasure, you have a treasure. If you're giving money to the poor, it's because you're not poor. Jesus was not poor when he, he's Jewish. Good God. 
And even if he didn't have any money, he never lacked for fish. He never lacked for, if he didn't have a boat, he just walked. He didn't give a rip. He never lacked for anything. And God said, I'm going to give you the guy that helped me in my life so that when you walk through this earth, you will never lack money. You will never lack wisdom. You'll never lack knowledge. You'll never lack health. You will come behind in no good thing. But he said, you're going to have to learn how to work with Holy Ghost. I'm, uh, come on. He, he got excited about you getting Holy Ghost. This guy got him out of hell. That's huge. And he's living inside of you and you're going, uh, I don't know what to do. We'll get in a minute on what to do. Well, that don't make no sense. Hello? You ask your body truth. Your body don't know truth. Your body was raised by your mama, and she didn't know nothing either. And your daddy, he didn't know nothing. We're not blaming them. But they didn't know nothing, and they didn't teach you nothing, and you still don't know nothing. But you got a brand new daddy. You got a brand new Jesus. You got a brand new Holy Ghost. You got a brand new family. And your heavenly father ain't dumb as a rock, and he ain't broke either. All right, we're just getting started now. Well, now I got him raised from the dead, Jesus. Let's go. Go to 1 Corinthians 2 with me. ha. <laughs> We just had some wonderful meetings with Mark Hankins here, and I preached a sermon Wednesday night on how to respond to Holy Spirit. Respond. Learn to yield to Him. Learn to yield to Him. If I, if I want, I'm, there's times that I, that, you know, when, when I first met Lisa, I mean, every time I'd hug her, Oh, help me, Jesus. I felt it. I felt the spirit of <laughs> come all over me. But I've had a couple of times since then that I didn't feel the hug. But I've learned, hug them anyway. Love them anyway. There's times I feel God, and there's times I just need to yield to Him whether I feel it or not. Amen. Now, your wife wants you to know, buy her a Valentine gift, even if you don't feel it. <laughs> and all the women are sitting around going, amen, brother. Amen, <laughs> Zach and Amber are going to be doing this marriage class. I, I recommend everybody go. I mean, I got it. Annalisa learned something, man. She, I was sitting there going, God, help her. Help her, Jesus. <laughs> well, that's okay. She was over there going, help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. I could hear her praying, and I did. It was good. I learned some stuff. It's, it's good. I'm not so proud. I can't learn. I needed to know a couple things. That's all right. I'm not done with my sermon yet. I have, I got the platform. All right. In this, in, what? 
Are you being nice? Right. I bragged on you pretty good the first service, but I think you, never mind. No, I have one very good wife. But I'm the one that got her there. No, not really. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. <laughs> All right, enough of that. That's why I didn't teach marriage. I led what's his name do it? I Are you ready to get back in the spirit? Lisa's like, go back in the spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Without Holy Spirit, you won't know your Bible. You won't know it. If he doesn't teach it to you, you won't know it. In the church today, everybody talks about God the Father, God the Son, but they don't know much about Holy Spirit. And to our chagrin, I guess that's the right word. That's not good. Because everything I know, he taught me. Everything I know. Because when he found me, I didn't know nothing. And he taught me everything I know. And, and where I am today is because he put me there. When you're riding down the road and you see a turtle on a fence post, this you know, someone put it there. When you see someone like me in a pulpit, somebody put me there. That's then Lisa would say amen. Just don't say it too loud. Verse 13, these things we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Holy Spirit's going to teach you or you won't know it. Now, there's another scripture I want you to go to, um, Ephesians chapter 1. Go over there. I know I'm slow. I'm gonna, I, I wanted to go slower this morning and just kind of show you some stuff. One eighteen. No, I'm, I'm going to read 16. We don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul is praying for the church. Not that God would give them something, but he would show them something. That the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, would give them a spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is a spirit. Without Holy Spirit, you don't have any wisdom. You may have knowledge, but, if, but I can prove it to you. Go to Washington. I mean, I, I mean, what we're watching on the news, these people are morons. And I'm going, they need to get saved. If they were born again, they wouldn't act like that. And they actually think they're cool. The God of Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened or full of light. Anytime that you're not full of light, you're in darkness. Your life, without being full of the Holy Ghost, is like living in a dungeon. And Holy Spirit's like opening the door and stepping out in Daytona Beach. Spirit of God wants to take you into light. 
He wants to take you into revelation. He wants you to know what's yours. Every problem you're having right now is a knowledge issue. Because many of you are still struggling and you're good-hearted. There's not a bad-hearted person in this room or you wouldn't be here. But the issue you're having is one of a lack of knowledge. You don't know how to access God. You don't know what to pray for. And that information gap is keeping you bound. Holy Spirit wants you to know. He didn't write the Bible to hide it from you. He wants you to know how faith works. He, he died so you, everybody could go to heaven, but not everybody does, but he wants you to go. He died for you to be blessed and be prosperous. But, but if you don't, it's because you lack knowledge. He wants you healthy all the time. He's not withholding anything from you. If you're sick in your body, you're, he's not withholding it. Amen. You are ignorant Amen. of it. Amen. You're ignorant. I didn't say stupid. You just lack knowledge. You know, I, I, I've seen people on the side of the road you know, stopping women trying to put a tire. I don't condemn them. They don't know how. But I know how. I know some women who can fix a car better than a man. The people like Debbie Martin right here. If Jack ain't around, Debbie can. If not Debbie, Nicole. Nicole can fix your car. I know because she fixes Paul's car. Paul don't know how to fix a car, but Debbie knows how to fix a car. All Paul knows how to do is dance, and Nicole knows how to fix a car. I think that Nicole's the smart one in the family. I don't know. Not really. Paul's smart too. Small smart. He's smart. But now listen, there's a lot of things we don't know, but he wants you to know them. That's why he sent Jesus to, to the earth, because he wanted, see, he wanted, he wanted you to see God. He didn't want you to read about God. He wanted to, he wanted to show you what he was like. He wants you to know everything he has for you. But he also wants you to know that there's a way to access that knowledge, and it's not through your mind. It's through your heart. Holy Spirit doesn't live in your brain. He lives in your spirit. All right. I'm doing better. I must be doing better because y'all are amen and better than you were a while ago. So the Holy Spirit, once he came that you'd have truth. Now listen, we could spend days on this. But I'm going to move on because there's a lot more that he wants to do. And I just want to hit the high points. But I mean, every, everything that you want to know that's in the Bible, he said he will guide you into all truth. You want to know it, he will show it. Now, in the natural, and I'm not talking about spiritual. I'm talking about in the natural. He'll show you stuff that where nobody gets saved. He'll just show you stuff. Have you ever lost your keys? And you're going, oh, Spirit, where are my keys? And boom, you know. I mean, not just interested in that's not very spiritual. You're the one that lost them. Find them. He's not doing that to you. How many of you ever been driving your car and you go, I need a parking place. And someone backs out and you go, thank you, Holy Ghost. Woo, right in. He's interested in every area of your life. So I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to tell a story. It's carnal. I know it's carnal, but it's my story. 
You've heard it before. If you don't know it, I'll ask Melanie Hayward. She'll tell it to you because she knows all my stories. She don't know any Bible, but she knows all of my stories. <laughs> Threw Melanie under the bus now. All right. But one day, now I love to fish because I like to eat fish. And Lisa is a mermaid, and you'd better get her fish. And lobster, and shrimp, and crab, and a ski board, and a jet ski. Water and fish. Fish and water, water and fish. That's how I stole her from a good-looking guy. I fed her lobster and shrimp. She married me. That's the truth. All right. So, so I get in my truck, and I drive down south of Kissimmee, past St. Cloud to my fishing hole. And I'm down there. I'm going to go bow fishing. When I get down there, the lake's muddy. And I can't see the fish. Well, this is a bad day, right? Wrong. Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. I don't have bad days. Jesus didn't catch fish. You know what kind of fish is in the, the Sea of Galilee? Tilapia. You know what kind I shoot? Tilapia. I'm spiritual. All right, me and Jesus. So I get down to this lake, and I'm, I get out of my boat, and I'm bow fishing. I'm standing in water up to my knees, and the whole lake is muddy, and I can't see anything. Sometimes the fish pop up to the top to look around. And I said, Holy Spirit, I have dominion over fish of the sea in Jesus' name. And I shoot fish. And I'm standing there, and I have a word of knowledge. There's a fish right there. Now, I'm thinking, this is crazy. And I did something, and I'm, I'm the only guy in the, it's 400-acre lake, and I'm the only guy out there. No, 40 miles long. I'm the only, and I'm looking around to see if anybody sees me shooting in the mud. Because I'm going, this is nuts. Well, the worst thing that happened is I just shoot mud, and nobody. <laughs> I drew my bow back and shot at a fish I couldn't see and hit one. And my arrow starts going around in the water, and I'm going, glory to God, I just hit a fish. I can't see it, and I hit a fish I can't see. And I picked it up, and I took him off, and I got a backpack on the back, and I take him off, and I throw it in the backpack, and I put it, and I went, that was a fluke. And I went, can you do that again? And I put the, the head back on, and I'm walking through the lake, and all of a sudden I have a knowing. I know that I know that I know there's one right there. I know. And I went, whatever. Arrow starts showing. Oh, God. I shot 10 fish I couldn't see. Now, why would he do that? He wants me to know that Sunday morning when people come up, that same voice that said, there's a fish right there, will be saying, that person needs this. But he cares about everything. He cares about your job. He cares about the people you work with. He cares about your children. He'll tell you, you better go home. You, be you Go find the kids. You better stop and go find the boys. There's times Lisa and I'd be sitting in the house, she goes, where are the boys? They're too quiet. And we'd go out and they'd be doing something they shouldn't be doing. When the boys are quiet, there's trouble. Here, I'm going to tell another one on them. When you come home and three boys are sitting like angels. Lisa would say, what have y'all been up to? 
And they would go, who told? <laughs> if they're not running and screaming, they did something wrong. That's why if I don't see you running and screaming, I know you did something wrong. <laughs> What'd you do? Who told? So Holy Spirit cares about every area of your life. Now, in a minute, we're going to talk about how to get him to show you. Okay. But for right now, I'm going to go to point number two. Proverbs 17, 17. The second thing is that he will lead you is supernatural relations. He will put you with people. One of the things the Lord told me was, was when I first got born again. I said, Lord, I asked him a question, and he said, if you want to know the answer to that, you're going to have to go and listen to Kenneth Hagin. Because I taught him that, and he will teach you that. God wants you in relations with people. You're not an island. Now, li listen to me very, very closely. My hand, someone asked me one time, says, if you would lose a part of your body, which one would it be? And I said, none. Why in the world would you want to play a game where someone's going to whack something off? Which part do you want to lose? Nothing. I like both hands. I like my nose. I like my ears. I like my feet. But my hands are worthless if my feet don't get me there. Feet are worthless if they get me there and the hand can't pick it up. The hand ain't no good if you can't stick it in the mouth. And the mouth ain't no good if the eyeball can't see what we're eating. God puts you in a church because you are not complete without people. Now, what was that guy's name, that, um, the, the little Russian boy? Nick Zrakowick or something. And he's that little guy that has no feet, and he has no arms, and he has one little arm. And yet he's happy, and he goes around doing talking to kids everywhere about how to be happy even though you're alive. And people look at him and go, if you're happy, what's my problem? So, and as much as I appreciate him, he is looking forward a day to getting two feet, two legs, two arms. That boy reminds me of church. Because we are, we're, getting, we're trying to get along and get something done, and, and not everyone that's supposed to be here is in the building. Because we're not complete without you. You add something to us. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. As good a preacher as I am, and I am. Thank you. Thank you. How far do you think this church would get without Lisa? Oh, not very far. Because I don't. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> found a peanut, found a peanut, a pecan. And then, I mean, Lisa, I mean, she gets in there and does those books. I don't want to see those books. I don't care. Just tell me how much money's there. But I'm glad. And this lady, she is... She's so smart that she'll tell you the phone number she called yesterday. I can't remember the name of the person who walked up and told me five minutes ago. My name's Bob. 
You said Joe? No, Bob. Oh, hi, Leroy. How you doing? I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I can remember Scripture. just can't remember everybody's name. Now, not only that, but she plays... She's good worship leader. I mean, you know, God knew I needed help. Now, if it wasn't for Lisa, what about Justin? I mean, do you know what it was like when we did those little things on the overhead and we wrote out those songs and put them on the overhead and the shined up on the thing? That was pre-Justin. He walks in and goes, what are y'all doing in this place? I mean, my God, have you ever heard of LED? I said, I had LSD when I was not saved. Is that anything like LED? What's LED? <laughs> and I told him, I said, well, get in here and do what do you want? I said, we'll take everything but smoke. If we want smoke, I, the Holy Ghost will smoke himself. We ain't doing smoke. And I ain't doing skinny jeans, but the rest of it you can change. And he, and he did a good job, didn't he? And he put sound panels up, and he's very, very smart. But he's a blessing to the body of Christ, but he's not near as good a preacher as I am. Nobody else is except Mark, and he's trying really hard. No, no I'm teasing, I'm teasing. No, but you think about the fact that you have something about you that makes you unique. But you're not, you, you know, a diamond's beautiful, but it does need a setting. And it, and it needs a woman's finger. Amen. And the women are saying, amen. amen. And gold is nice, but it needs a, a diamond in the middle of it. And the women said, amen. 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 <laughs> All right. So all of us, so God put us in supernatural relationships. And I want you to think about this as, as I read. I'm fixing to read this in a second. But when, when the Lord, there was a time in my life when I, when I knew I was not going any further the way in what I knew. I knew I needed someone to help me take me on. And so, the, so Cindy Duval came to me and mentioned the word Mark Hankins. I had heard a cassette by him years ago, and I went and found him in Kissimmee at Kenestratus Church, and I developed a relationship. Now, I'm saying this because his, the relationship between me and Mark has taken me further than I was. But my second thing I want to tell you is the relationship's not one-sided. It's two-sided. He needs me to be here the next time he comes through a popka. He needs me doing my job. He needs churches. We need that. You would need to understand you're not running through. God is, the Holy Spirit is going to bring people to you, and I want you to cherish those relationships, and I want you to nurture those relationships, and I want you to sow back into the relationship. Don't make it one-sided. All right, look at Proverbs 17, 17 with me. A friend loves at all times. How long you been here, Rosa? How about you, Sandy? How about that guy behind you with no hair? How long you been here, Jody? 30-something years. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. There are people in this church I can count on because they're friends. 
that have been with me a while. I know I can count on them. There's people on this stage like Kenny Robinson. I know he'll be here. We don't sit around and wonder about a guitar player. Kenny will be here. But see, a friend loves at all times, not when things are convenient. Because we've all had situations where we went, really? I don't think I need you. Yeah, you do too. Don't burn bridges. Let's finish this. And a brother is born for adversity. You ever had anybody get on you? You know the only thing to cut a diamond is a diamond? God will use people to make you shine. That means you won't like every sermon. God will bring people in your life that look at you and go, you need to change that. And they care about you. They wouldn't say it. But a brother was born for adversity. That means that God will bring people in your life that will make you better than you are. Amen. Let's read another one here. Proverbs 18, 24. It says the same thing, basically. A man who has friends must be friendly. And there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Every time something goes bad, don't run. Don't run out of a relationship. Holy Spirit did not leave you because you acted the fool. There were days when you acted unchristian. He didn't leave. Say thank you. He helped you in your mess. A friend will love you when you're good and when you're stupid. <laughs> and so will your mama. There's people who believe in you. Those are your friends. You want them. Now, you need to learn to be a friend like that. Now, Holy Spirit will always be your friend. Now, I'm running out of time. Yeah, I got 10 minutes here. I got one more scripture um, I want to go to. Go to 2 Corinthians 3. Third thing is that the Holy Spirit will change you. He'll change what needs to be changed. 317, look at this. Now the, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, is what? Bondage. I don't want to run around them holy rollers. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Maybe Washington needs Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be wonderful if they all got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost? Good Lord, have mercy. The millennial reign will be beautiful. But we all with an unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Now I'm going to read to you what glory is. Did I do that a while ago? Glory, the definition of glory according to Mark Hankins is wealth, all of God's goodness, numbers, commerce, power, wisdom, promotion, superiority, dignity, authority, nobility, splendor, magnificence, extraordinary privilege, and advantage. 
glory. <laughs> That's what the glory brings with it. So listen to this scripture again. With an unveiled face, behold, in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory to glory. Who's taken you into greater glory? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is. Now, go back to what I said earlier, and let's think for a minute. We have relatives. I mean, they don't, they, I mean, I'm not picking on them. I'm really not trying to be me versus anybody. They don't know anything. I have people in this church that have been in this church a long time, and they don't know anything either. They come to church, but they don't know anything about Holy Ghost. They don't pray in the Spirit like they should. They don't draw in. They, don't, they definitely don't come to Holy Ghost meetings because why? It don't make no sense. A lot of things don't make sense. There's stuff on my phone. It don't make no sense. But I use it anyway, even though it don't make no sense. There's apps in there. You just hit one, and it has all this information. I mean, my phone, sometimes Lisa and I are in a house, and Siri will answer a question, and we turn and go, we weren't talking to you. I'm going, you nosy thing? Good Lord, I'm already married. Shut up. Well, the, the so-and-so said, I wasn't talking to you. And you're like, do we have to whisper around our phones? Okay. Yes. But Holy Spirit, you need to learn to yield. That's huge. Yield to Him. Spend time with Him. But your head fights it. The natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's foolish. Foolish to sit and pray in a language that you don't know what you're saying. But the God that spoke the universe wants your mouth so he can speak some stuff into your life. He can speak raises into your life. He can speak health into your physical body Amen. through Amen. tongues. How God anointed Jesus now with the Holy Ghost. Well, what's Romans? Let me, let me, I want to I go over that. I want to read, read something to you. Just don't, don't go anywhere. Just hold, your, hold my spot. Folks, I, I've had times in my life I had no idea what to do. I mean, I don't know squat. And you've heard me tell this story, and I hate to tell it to you, but I'm going to tell you to you from my if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised him from the dead will give life to your body. He will help you in your weaknesses. Your, body, your flesh, your weakness. Well, say, I don't feel like it. Well, you ain't been praying the spirit much. So I'm going to tell you a story. When Lisa and I built a log cabin, I built it out of the will of God. Everybody knows that. We were only like a quarter of a million dollars in a hole, going broke, going under. The doctor would give me a year to live, and Lisa wasn't doing too good either, and the church wasn't doing too good, and I was like, hell. 
Now, I, I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'd wake up at four in the morning in a cold sweat. Fear. You ever had fear get on you that strong? You're going under. You're going to die. And you're a fool. And I, and, and I didn't know, and I'm sitting there going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I would get up and, and, and something inside of me, Spirit of God, get up, go in the living room, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. I didn't have a feeling. I didn't feel anything. I'm just sitting in the living room in a dark living room. Four in the morning. And, and, the, and the devil's going, you're an idiot. How is Jibber going to help you? Well, I don't know, but I don't know anything else to do. I ain't got no money to go nowhere. And it's all I got. It wasn't that I was being spiritual. I was just scared, and I just didn't know what to do. I just sat and prayed in tongues. Through that, God brought a man that Lisa and I knew that I didn't know that owned a bank and gave me a first mortgage. The bank wouldn't touch me. I'd already spent all of my money to build a house that had no contractor. They don't want anything to do with it. I'm halfway through it, and we don't have any money to finish it, and no one will give me any. So the Holy Spirit brought me to a businessman who said, I'll give you the money. Write, wrote me a check for $200,000. God, God did it. God did it. Then right after that, Spirit of God began to talk to me about my body and began to show me what he wanted me to do. And listen, within a year, a year and a half, all of those problems were gone. But the Holy Ghost did it. It wasn't my brain. I don't have enough up here. Holy Ghost did it. I also found out something about dancing in the Spirit. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. D don't ask me to explain it because I cannot. But do you remember in Brother Hagin's book, uh, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits? Do you remember the book? Did you read it? Do you remember the story where he pointed at a man in the audience and said, Dance? That was me. I'm the guy in the book that was dancing at that camp meeting. Do you understand that? That's me. I know, I know something about that book because I was in the book. When I went and sat down, I said, Holy Spirit, what is that? What's, I mean, I'm down there dancing. And you can't fake it. You, I don't, you can't do it without the Holy Ghost. But you look like a chicken with your head cut off. And when I sat down, I said, Holy Spirit, he said, it breaks poverty. So when the move of God, when, 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 when someone's preaching and the Holy Ghost hits you, just in your ignorant thing, dance. You say, why? I don't know. Just do it. Just do it. One of the things that we've tried to do is dignify God. Don't, who cares what the Baptists think? They're not paying your bills. I'm getting real crude now, but I'm serious. Well, my family, they're all nuts. Leave them alone. You get in here and the Holy Ghost, start, people start running. Run with them. Run with them. Now, let's, let's just get, let's just get. Tell me how much brain, how much sense. We have a building. We have a whole um, castle full of people. And this is what God says. We're going to shout it down. You know what that sounds like to me? Oh, that's just stupid. Why don't we use dynamite? Never mind. I'd, put, I'd use dynamite. But shout? Walk around it quiet and then shout? What kind of nonsense is that? 
But it worked. It worked. It worked. If you're in church and he says shout, shout glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean shout about it. Shout about it. Woo! After that, after that time where I was dancing in the Holy Ghost, and see, I've never told y'all everything, but you remember me telling you in Athens, Georgia, how in one year I went from completely broke with a legal-sized sheet of paper with all of my debts on two legal. I was so far in debt, it would have taken me the middle of millennial reign to get out of debt. After that day of dancing, within a year I have a new car and I owe nobody anything. I mean, honey, if the Holy Ghost goes dance, I mean, get out and by God dance. I have glory to God. Because the glory hit me. The glory hit me. Favor hit me. Health hit me. Wisdom hit me. Favor of God hit me. Does it make sense? No. Since when did God ever do anything that made sense? Let's talk about another one. Let's just go here a minute. I know you're, it's 12 o'clock. Forget it. The Baptists have already headed exactly to the restaurant right now. Let's think about this for a minute. Here's a man that calls himself the Messiah. He calls himself God in the flesh. He's got a blind man. You know what he does? He takes a goober. In the dirt. What for? And then he mixes it with mud and stuffs it in the dude's eye. What are you doing over there? Oh, make an eyeball. <laughs> and then he tells a blind man to go wash in a pool a mile away. If we'd have been there, we'd have gone, you thug. The man is blind, you dumb thing. Why, why don't you just heal him? Why don't you quit telling God how to do everything? If he wants to put a goober in your eyeball and send you down the road blind, leave him alone and let him do it. You don't have God figured out. You ain't never going to have God figured out. But I'm going to tell you this. You learn to yield to Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you, no, I'm gonna, I got all kinds of stories. I just feel led. One time a friend of mine named Joe Hurston was in his four, uh, 401 Cessna. And he was flying down through the Caribbean, and he got in a thunderstorm. Now, I'm going to tell you something about a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm will rip the wings off the airplane and spit it out. Thunderstorm, they have never measured the voltage in one. They don't have an instrument that will, that will go that high. Every lightning strike they've ever tried to measure just blows the machine up. So he's in an airplane, and there's a woman in his church, and Holy Spirit said, pray now. And she drops to her knees and starts praying in the spirit. Joe is in an airplane flying, and his life is right on the edge. I mean, he's about to die. And he's flying right in the blackness of it. And the airplane is like pitching up. When it goes up 1,500 feet a minute, I don't care if you nose down, it's blowing you up, baby. And when you get up there, it's going to blow you back out the bottom without your wings. And he's up there going, help me, Jesus. And a woman in church is praying in tongues. And the cloud opened up and a big blue hole opened right. And he went, whoa, and he flew through the hole and out of the thunderstorm. And later she came back and she said, where were you yesterday at this time? And he went, why did you ask me? 
She said, Holy Spirit had me get out of my seat and pray for you. He went, I was about dead. See, I have people get up and leave. I start praying in tongues, they get up and leave. Leave because you didn't learn nothing. Holy God gave you the greatest gift in the earth next to Jesus. And he said, you're going to need some help. Next time we have a Holy Ghost meeting, come. You learn to flow with him. Learn his voice. Learn his voice. Learn Holy Spirit. Best thing that ever happened to me. I looked at Lisa one day and I said, people who don't pray in the Spirit, how do they do this? I'm, I'm having a tough time, and I, and I know the Bible, and I know, I know the Holy Ghost, and I'm still having a tough time. How is anybody making it right now? I've had times when I'm just praying about something. I'm, I've had times when I've gone into depression. I don't tell people this much. Where I'm just, I mean, the, everything just looks bad. I'm going to sit in my chair and I'll pray. And I'll just pray and pray and pray and pray. And somewhere along the line, Holy Spirit will give me a scripture. And from the inside, now we, we, we're going to get into this next Wednesday, next Sunday. He'll give you strength beyond your strength. And he would strengthen me in my inner man. And I would find myself not praying Shondai, Shondai, tie my bow tie. I'm praying way past that. And all of a sudden, God would begin to open up stuff in my soul. And at 15, 20 minutes, I jump out of my chair. All depression falls off of me. Sickness falls off of me. Amen. Now, one of the things that I'm doing this for is this. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we would come to church and actually not just listen to me preach, but participate? We wanna, I want to have times where we come and we're not so, you're not trying to get home. Let Lisa get up, spend some more time up there and, and, and lead us in worship. Get your head out of where you're going because you don't know what you're doing anyway. You're not God. You're too busy doing stupid stuff. Spend time with God. You need to spend time with God. Children of Israel walked eight days to hear Jesus. We got people here who can't drive ten minutes to hear the Word of God. Don't shout me down. You got a car. Good God. You're not walking. I think I'm done. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't have time to get into this. He said, when you don't know, and you don't, what to pray about? Pray in the Spirit. Holy Spirit will take your prayers and make them perfect. 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 And God can't move if you don't ask Him. And you don't know what to pray. That's a mess. That's a mess. But Holy Spirit, open your mouth. I will help you. Glory to God. 
while I'm talking, how many of you have ever experienced what I said where you're praying the Spirit? And I mean, God just begin to change it, just begin to change it. <laughs> oh, let's go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, if there's anybody here today not filled with the Holy Ghost, just fill them up this morning as they leave here. Help them out with their life. Get them to wear red. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. You're so good to me. You're so good to us. Ha, 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 ha. Say, my best days are ahead of me. All God has for me is victory. Let me say one more thing. I've had times when I've prayed what I knew in my head over my family, and it didn't work because there's something I don't know. And I've walked in my kids' rooms and just laid my hands on them and prayed in tongues. God's not withholding from me. It's just that I lack knowledge. And he'll say, lay hands. And I'll just go in there and go. Sometimes Lisa will walk in the boys' rooms when they're growing up and lay in their bed and pray in tongues. Over their sheets and over their pillows and over their pray in tongues. You say, my family's not where it needs to be. Pray it out. Pray it out. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will help you. And he'll turn it around. He'll turn it around. Brother, you getting this? He'll turn it around. He'll turn it around. He'll turn it around. He will turn it around. You don't have a problem. He can't fix. You do not have a problem. He cannot fix it. That is good. If he uses Peter, he could use me. And if he uses me, he'll use you. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm done. Anyway, I'm not finished. I'm only on point three. And I still have three more points to go. So I'll see you next Sunday morning. But if not, we're going to talk Wednesday night about how your tongue rules your life so have a wonderful day and happy Valentine's all of you ladies and men. Praise the Lord. Say God is good all the time. I tell you what, praying in the Holy Ghost. Wow. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, you'll get to a point where you'll start praying out stuff in English and interpreting your own tongues for yourself, for your own life. And it's wonderful as our altar workers are coming forward. And I just want to say this. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, if you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. Amen? But you may not be filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Acts 2 says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke in tongues. So there's a difference in just having him than being filled. Amen? So if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, I mean, I'm telling you right now, when you don't know how to pray, He prays perfectly through you. What better way to pray than to pray the perfect will of God? You don't know what to say. You don't know how to say. 
Let him pray it through you. It's a hotline to heaven. It has saved us many times. Amen. If you're here this morning, you haven't even made Jesus Lord. I'm saying make Jesus Lord today. Today is the day of salvation. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world, he loved the world. He doesn't just love Christians. He loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So on those two accounts, if you need prayer for salvation, Make him Lord today. Say, Jesus, I receive the sacrifice, your blood shed for me. And I ask you to come in my life. You'll be born again on your way to heaven. I can't guarantee what you do when you go through those doors, but I can at least give it my best shot to get a hold of you before you go through those doors. If you need prayer for any reason, healing, anything, come up to our altar workers. They are ready and willing. They did not put anything in the crock pot or anything on the stove this morning. They are ready to minister to you. The rest of you, please leave quietly so we can... We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages and it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.